You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damned. Hello, everybody. My name is Zach. I'm Brandon. A.K.A. DJ Damon Ritus. <laughs> Get out your boober scoopers. <laughs> You're listening to another depressing episode of Nostalgia Be Damned, the show where we take some of your favorite movies from the 1990s to the mid-2000s, and we... I don't know, man. I, <laughs> Dude, this movie broke know. you. Let's yeah, be honest. No, right off the this bat. This is terrible. You were, this is you movie, were upset this watching this movie. This is a movie where we, we take off the rose-colored glasses that you wear about some of your favorite movies, and we look at them objectively... I don't have a joke following that because, <laughs> as you said, I'm broken after watching our latest film, our 30th episode. I'm so glad to have rung that in, man. <laughs> Three decades worth. <laughs> no. No, just 30 weeks, but that's still 30 a long weeks, time, man. Yeah. We're covering finally 2002's live action family adventure comedy, Scooby Doo. Finally, as you said. Uh, this was a movie that we had talked about from the, the, the earliest days of this podcast. Uh, this was one of the very first movies we ever mentioned doing because we remembered, one, we both liked it as a kid, yep. and two, it's a bad movie. It's so <laughs> bad, dude. It's so bad. We, I, I thought we were going to have maybe a little bit of a respite from the bad movies after we did Reindeer Games, and then we followed it up with a movie that it was pretty good. was pretty American good. Pie, American yeah. Pie, we both liked, and... Right back on the saddle, right here with Scooby-Doo, because holy God, you guys, this movie's so good. It's a pretty enjoyable... Dude, I saw this twice in theaters. You saw it twi- twice? I, you know what? It's entirely yep. possible I saw it twice in theaters, Then it was uh, bought for me on VHS, I remember. I had the VHS tape. I think I then had a DVD of it. It was yeah. also the first movie, one of the first movies my dad ever bought on DVD. Ooh. And then we just watched my own personal copy on Blu-ray. How much did you spend for that copy? Uh, that was a whopping three ninety seven used. Um, but you sprung for the three hold. Oh, I sprung for the HD, the digital, right? The new one. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, the uh, the upgraded ten eighty p. I needed it. So it was it was like twenty dollars. <sighs> no, 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 no. It was three ninety seven when I bought it. <laughs> Still three ninety seven. That's more too than much. You yeah, paid you're for right. It. Man, this is a movie I haven't seen. I'd say in a good seven or eight years. Probably. Uh, yeah, Maybe probably like upwards ten, of ten years. Yeah, yeah it's been a long time because, you know, it's a kid's movie. Why would we watch it? This came out when I was about 11 years old and I loved it at the time. Uh, again, a movie I saw twice in theaters I pulled. You know, the only other time I was more ashamed of myself is there was a time back in my youth in 2003 when I, I saw Kangaroo Jack twice in theaters. <laughs> And the funniest part was, yeah, I, I brought my stepdad, who who was like, we should go see Shanghai Nights. And instead, I forced him to and go you see Kangaroo you made Jack him to go see Kangaroo for the Jack. second time myself. He's like, you've already seen this movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're so a bad, bad person. For Kangaroo Jack. This is, this is right in that wheelhouse, though, because it's a goddamn CGI animated main character. This, by the way, this is the number one movie ever. Featuring a dog as a main character. That's Still, ridiculous. Beat out Marley and Me, all those other movies. A dog's purpose. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Holy and this God. isn't our first dog-centric movie. We covered a good one a few episodes back, Homeward Bound, mm-hmm. The Incredible right. Journey. So when this movie came out, I was so excited. I was such a big Scooby-Doo fan. Yes. Um, I don't know why, but I was. I, I, you know, I used to have uh, Scooby-Doo uh, toys and shirts back when I was really little. 
And then, you know, as I got older, the idea of a Scooby-Doo movie, of course I'm going to go see that movie. Mm -hmm. You kidding me? And I was so infatuated when it came out in the theaters. I thought it was... It, it was so true to the television show. They nailed it, they, right? They brought in Scrappy-Doo. Like the it, best part of the cartoon, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so, and, and I thought it was clever, and I was like, oh, so that's what happened to the gang after <laughs> Scooby-Doo. <laughs> to the like, cartoon, so yeah. stupid. But, um, and so when I was a kid, this was like, this was top shelf, man. I was excited about this. This, of course, yeah, based on the long-running Hanna-Barbera cartoon, I watched Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, a shit ton as a kid because yeah. I, I liked scarier things, and this was one of those darker uh, cartoons, you know what I mean, that your parents would still let you watch because it's really, you know, G, well, family-rated uh, material, but it, but it was that kind of creepier edge, and then I got into stuff like Tales from the Crypt, and that was kind of the inception, really, of like... You know, you, you can kind of decide if your kid's going to be into horror movies and stuff like that later on by yeah. what they – do they like the darker-themed Disney stuff? Do they like stuff like Scooby-Doo? Yeah, for the, for you, it seems like this was a natural stepping-off point. Yes, absolutely. And so when the – yeah, live-action film was released, I knew it starred Matthew Lillard, who at the time was one of my favorites because he was in Scream, which at the time was probably my favorite movie of all time. Then we've also got other 90s hitters, big hitters like Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> He's back, bro. He's back. And his wife, Sarah Michelle Gellar, she's along for the ride as well, dude. She's playing Daphne. Mm-hmm. He's playing Fred. And then we got Linda Cardellini, whom I loved from Freaks and Geeks. I was a huge fan of that show when yes. it was on. I actually loved watched Freaks it as it aired, yes. and I loved her. I loved her character and was so glad to see her in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, Can we also go back that you said Matthew Lillard was one of my favorites? Yep. I think that's the first time anyone's ever said that in the history of I don't of think ever. Matthew Lillard's parents have ever talked of him <laughs> that frequently or, or that so affectionately. Dude, I, so bad. He's a huge fan of the Lills, dude, back in the day. I had a Matthew Lillard t-shirt. No, I'm just kidding. Dude, they don't up. make those, do no, they? Of course, why would they? <laughs> no, on. but seriously, I loved Scream so much. And so, again, there was anyone in that movie carried over. And then I realized, you know what? Maybe Jamie Kennedy's not so good. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, on that note, why don't you go ahead and tell us the rating of this movie and the yep. trivia and all that stuff? Let's do it. So it's got a 5.0 on IMDb, which is pretty low. Like, once you get to 5 <laughs> and under, that's when you start. Yeah, those are shitty That's movies. pretty bad. It's got a 5.0 on IMDb and a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'd say actually higher than pretty I anticipated. High. Pretty high, given what we just watched. But my favorite was you were telling me earlier about Roger Ebert's review. Yes, Roger Ebert. He gave it, yeah, one out of four stars. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Roger Ebert wrote, It exists in a closed universe, and the rest of us are aliens. The internet was invented so you can find someone else's review of Scooby-Doo Start Surfing. There were actually some good reviews. Another one, a lot of them actually praised... Matthew Lillard's performance, though. Well, I think Matthew Lillard is probably the best part of the movie. Yes. Which, you know. Yep. Again, just more utterance of words that probably no one's ever said. So here's some other shocking material. This was made for $84 million, made $153 in the U.S., and $275 million worldwide. Smashing success. Obviously, they're going to crank out a sequel, bro, and they did. That was Monsters (laughs) Unleashed, I believe. Monsters Unleashed, which I, I believe... And don't quote me on this because I don't know if I ever saw this movie all the way through. I believe the the idea behind that one was all of the old ghosts from the cartoon come back in this yes. one. Which sounds like a good start starting movie, maybe. Probably could have and should have been the first one. Yeah. Uh 
Huh, that one's also directed by Raja Gosnell, so he directed this. Uh, he was actually a famous editor before he got into directing. Here's a few of his other titles. His first movie was Home Alone 3. Good. Never Been Kissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Mama's House. Uh-huh. Uh, Yours, Mine, and Ours. Tell me more. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Oh, my God. And The Smurfs 1 and 2. Is there a better director? No. Scorsese's <laughs> shaking his head right now, like, oh, oh what have yeah. I done? <laughs> Kubrick is going to come back from the dead to try and one-up him, Holy and he won't be shit. able to accomplish it. The crazier thing is is that this is written by James Gunn. Uh, James Gunn, one of my favorite writers and directors, he's uh, obviously responsible for the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He also has this really good book called The Toy Collector, which you should read, uh, because it is just so well-written. He's so respectable, and he's very dark, too, like, and very cynical. I'm surprised he would make a movie like Scooby-Doo. I am, too. Yeah, his whole career started off in kind of trauma films, and he went on to do Slither and Super and a few other, like, dark, smaller movies. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. the fact that he wrote this kind of took me by surprise, I'll be honest. (laughs) Because he does not feel decidedly James Gunn. But guess what, guys? Everyone needs a fucking paycheck. That's true, and I'm sure he got a big one. So whatever, if it led him to that, whatever. So, yeah, $275 million worldwide. This was 13th for the year of 2002. Here are some other family movies out at the time, okay? We got Harry Potter 2. I think that's the Chamber of Secrets, if Mm -hmm. I remember correctly. It is. Ice Age. Thank God. Lilo and Stitch. Ooh, I like Lilo uh, That's a good movie. Stitch, yeah. The Santa Claus Do. Ooh, Dewey? <laughs> nice. Dude, Snow Dogs? Oh my God, stay fucking tuned, dude. <laughs> Spy Kids 2, Island of Lost Dreams? No. Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron? I didn't like that. Need one. I Go On, The Rookie? That's actually wow. a pretty good one, dude, Dennis Quaid. How about Stuart Little 2? Stop trying to get me to do Stuart We're doing Little, Stuart no, Little. No, we're not. Yes, we are. No, we're not. Mark my fucking words. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're not doing Stuart uh, How about Big Fat Liar? Okay. How about Like Mike? All right. Let's, are we done? How about the Wild Thornberries movie? Well, okay. And can... last but le- not least, rather, Treasure Planet. <sighs> cool. And those all came behind Scooby-Doo, except for Harry Potter 2, which is kind of sad. A and big, that's a big yeah. year for children's or, or family movies. I yeah, for sure. Yeah, for huge, sure. Huge year. <sighs> so, yeah, this was yeah, not well-received by critics <laughs> but or really audiences in the years past. But for some reason, it did make quite a bit of money. Listen, it was something you could take your kids to and, you it, know. It had that nostalgia factor for the parents and stuff because the cartoon was has, was so old, too. Yeah. So I'm sure they had, like, you know, why not go see it? No, this was probably a good move on their part. And I think they did it at the right time to catch people who probably grew up with the cartoon and had shared the cartoon with their kids. I mean, it was the right the right time to just kind of take advantage of it. Yeah, some shocking uh, news to us that we just learned. They they, they apparently have also made two direct-to-video live-action well, so sequels. I think one of them actually went direct-to-TV on Cartoon Network. Yeah, but you could also own it forever on Blu-ray That's DVD. That's true, they did, they, they, they did they promise the commercial. that, yep. yes. <laughs> so uh, one of them was called Scooby-Doo The Mystery Begins, which we mentioned... We wondered why this A wasn't an origin story or B was simply a story in which the gang's all together the whole time. Right. Because what you don't want in your first movie, your first live action adaptation of a beloved children's cartoon is to break up the gang. Splitting up the ensemble. (laughs) But that's exactly what they do. So they actually did do the origin story in uh, Scooby-Doo, The Mystery Begins. And And holy shit, dude. If you thought the CG on the dog in this movie was bad... 
It's fucking laughable. And again, it's a straight to Cartoon Network. But come on, this is like 2010 or 11 or some shit. That yeah, that no. If anything, the CGI shouldn't have gotten any worse from the movie. Wow. And then they also did another one where the the CG got a hair better, slightly than, better, maybe. <laughs> that one was the Curse of the Lake Monster, I believe. Anyway, it's just shocking that those exist, and the fact that these live action kids must have watched. This original movie, thinking it was the Holy Grail, like they got to match their performances. Well, so I just thought it was crazy. Scooby-Doo had a huge resurgence in the mid-2000s. Apparently it was just as popular, yeah, as it was back in the day. And I don't, do kids still watch Scooby-Doo, you think? I mean, I know there's constant reruns on Cartoon Network and all that. You know, they keep rebooting the shows, I think. I think they do in different animation styles. Yeah, different animations, and, you know, I'm sure they, like, have cell phones now or some shit like that. But But it's still, I mean, it's an appealing idea, I guess, if you look at it. It's, you know, kids, they're supposed to be kids. They look like they're, even in the cartoons, they look like they're in their 30s. But, but, you know, it's these kids, and they're, like, talking funny dog. Yeah, solving, like, creepy mysteries. mysteries. Yeah, it's such a good, timeless idea. Why wouldn't you keep remaking it? I think that's something you get kids to watch all the time. They'll do it again, I guarantee you. Within the next 10 years, we'll have a new Scooby-Doo movie. Oh, and I hope, that, I hope it's the same cast. They're all, like, super old Scoobies, <laughs> like, on the edge of, like, should we put Scooby down? It's like, I don't know. Uh, that's the good thing about these movies, though. No animals are harmed, because you. there's no mistaking this is a giant cartoon fucking dog on that's screen. True. It's it's impossible to not think that it's... You can't think that it's there, you know what I mean? It holds no weight in that reality. No. All right, so, and if it feels like we're filling time, it's because we are. There's nothing to talk about in this film. Before we jump right into the plot, there's just a few little <laughs> bits of trivia here that I do want to let off. So, it was written by James Gunn. This movie was originally set to be a PG-13, so Shaggy was more of a stoner, Velma and Daphne had this like sort of side relationship. There was this whole other thing that they were oh. trying. Yeah, it was going to be an edgier PG thirteen kind of. <laughs> there was a lot of pot jokes and whatnot. Right. And then it got neutered once they realized they were going to try to make once they once it was cast. Apparently, it, it then went to more of a PG family friendly movie. Whatever. But in this movie has had been in development hell for years. Apparently, this was they wanted to make this movie in the late eighties. Then through the nineties, it went through a bunch of hands. Like Mike Myers, Jim Carrey, and Kevin Smith were all attached to it at some point. Tim Curry. Curry was originally going to play the villain in this, who is actually played by Rowan Atkinson now. It's the poor man's Tim Curry, <laughs> if you will. But, uh, but yeah, man, that's Scooby-Doo. You want to just jump in headfirst to this goddamn thing? I mean, thing? let's just fucking do it. We're 15 minutes in. We might as well just do Here it. we go. Well, luckily, the, the, the filmmakers did do one thing well enough, and that's that they make it pretty brief. This is 81 minutes to credits. <laughs> so. it's, it's like less than a page master. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, So we start off, Wow Toys, The Case of the Luna Ghost. Now, I kind of like the way they set this up. It's almost like an episode of the show. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're gearing up for like a traditional, who's in this? There's a wacky ghost or something. They got to solve a mystery. Here we go. And I hate to give this movie credit right off the bat, but they even said this. We watched the behind the scenes. They say this was their goal. They were trying to make you feel like you were jumping into the tail end of a Scooby-Doo episode. And it feels a lot like that. It's them setting up a scheme. You know, they, you know, using Daphne as bait or something like that. And, and then inevitably Scooby-Doo and Shaggy fuck it up somehow, (laughs) which they do every episode. So they do a really good job at kind of capturing, um, the the childhood nostalgia of that. Oh, gosh, (sighs) I'm sorry. 
So yeah, it ends as a traditional Scooby-Doo episode would end with them unmasking this ghost. This one's the Luna ghost, and apparently it's old man Smithers. And the weird part of this all is the person to come in to help them reveal is Pamela Anderson. <laughs> yeah, and like, and I can't figure out it, this. <laughs> this, movie's, this movie is so vague in a lot of t- terms like and even in this one apparently like he was sabotaging pamela anderson action figure dolls or something like that <laughs> I think so. and because like he wouldn't because pam anderson wouldn't go on a date with him or something <laughs> yeah. and he says i'm a lover of george clooney in proportion so weird yeah again like a lot of those like adult say. Yeah. themed jokes really fall flat yeah they just seem out of place and kind of stupid here yeah. but whatever so reporters start flooding them with questions and whatnot and fred in his classic you know i take everything you know head on i'm the leader of this group you know he cuts velma off and starts over explaining everything and taking credit for everything because yeah. that's fred that's freddie prince jr i mean <laughs> and, dude his blonde hair in this it's like dude, longer it's like and bleached. like bleached it looks <laughs> terrible done his, dude, they've done his eyebrows too yeah, it it's, ridiculous. he looks so bad He's so not a blonde person so it's just and, weird and also fred was like kind of buff in the cartoons freddie prince jr is like a twig <laughs> he is really He's small the smallest in this. person yeah. ever i will say yeah matthew lillard does kind of capture shaggy for the most part like his mannerisms his his cadence his speech yeah. He's good at physical comedy, too, which really helps him out because, you know, he's got to compensate for the fact that his on-screen partner isn't real. Yeah, which, you know, I guess you take for granted. And and especially when it was early on in the early 2000s when that technology, I guess, was getting stronger and better. Now we do the fucking Caesar motion. Yeah, now you have, like, Andy Serkis in a fucking jumpsuit right next to you, and you can just look at Andy Serkis. (laughs) And it's always Andy Serkis. It's never not Andy Serkis. But But Matthew Lillard in the behind the scenes is explaining, like, this is the hardest shit I've ever done in my life. Yeah, at one point, he's got, like, a fight scene with Scooby-Doo, and he has to, like, pretend to punch the air and, like, insult no one in particular. Match all these eye lines. Yeah, meanwhile, all the crew is just, like, staring at him. Like, it looks like it just some guy did like crack and like wandered onto the set but he to his credit he does a good job and again uh, we already said this but he's probably the best part of this movie in terms of product i guess that was put on yeah yeah yeah. and this is one of the few parts that they reference the show's like history and and what made the show the show they even do the the classic line like oh i would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids and your fucking dog stupid (laughs) fucking dog But yeah, I started thinking about this. There's really not a lot that reminds you of the show. I'd say half of it just feels like a bunch of assholes trying to solve some stupid... It doesn't feel like Scooby-Doo, the cartoon. Well, and part of that is because of what happens next plot-wise, which is they come outside and Daphne's expressing that she's sick of being the bait and the damsel in distress. Daphne, or God, I get them confused. Velma is pissed off because Fred took her credit for the plans. Uh, Fred's a dick. <laughs> That's so funny. Though Fred's like, "Hang on a second, maybe I quit too." And that fucking single well, piano yeah, playing in the background, trying yeah, to elicit because, tears. <laughs> because as this all unfolds, all the members of Mystery Inc. quit. Yeah, except for Shag and Scoob, who were kind of there every single time. They're always there. They're the mm-hmm. backbone of the gang, even they though really they do are. nothing and they well, fuck because, up every operation. Because Scooby Doo, like a moron, asked Shaggy, "Do I quit too?" Or "Do I quit too?" Yeah, we figured out I pretty quick. His his his. Uh, speech it's just everything starts with a fucking with a r, fucking r. <laughs> Ru, I, ri, ru. I don't know fucking i'm not doing scooby-doo i mean that's the last scooby-doo i promise um 
and and Shaggy. Yeah, you can do Shaggy because you're pretty good at it. But but Shaggy says, no, Scoob, friends don't quit. Yep, and then we get a little pasta do chip on the left hand side. How many years later is this? This is two years later. Two years, okay. And if you, just in case you didn't know that song was about weed, you then see this stoner van, (laughs) which is the mystery machine, and there's like smoke rolling out the sides. But no, dude, they're not smoking weed. They're in there cooking what? Eggplant egg burgers, burgers, yeah, with chocolate sauce and hot sauce and all this other Ketchup stupid shit. Because, dude, back in the early two thousands, late nineties, eating silly shit was all the rage, man. Dude, that's that's laugh a minute. Stuff. That's a stoner move. Of course, it is. Like, yep. You just eat whatever's there. Eggplant burgers. Ew. 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 So they get a knock at the door on their van, their shagging wagon here, and I guess yeah, they've just been living together this past two years. Yeah, they've just been homeless. <laughs> Homeless destitute living in a fucking, like, California beach or whatever. Yeah, homeless stoners. But they wind up getting this invite from a man named Emil Mondavarius. Oh, God. And he is the owner of Spooky Island, and he has some sort of mystery that he needs solved. And, of course, Scooby and Shaggy don't want to go to Spooky Island. We don't go to anything with Spooky in the title. Right, that's against their M.O. But they're convinced when they're told, all-you-can-eat buffet, dude. Oh, shit, man. Fuck. That means we could rip these joints and then go over the because that's all they care about is food. Yeah, because, again, there's just so many stoner references. I think they just kept everything written the same and took out every time someone said marijuana or showed marijuana. Right. <laughs> but it's all the same jokes. Whatever. So uh, fast forward to the airport and Ugh. we see Velma walking in. Yep. And she runs into Fred. Oh, man. They have a real riff. They you know do. I mean? they, they, they seem to be at most against odds with their ideologies. Well, you so know you, I mean? you learn that Velma is working at NASA. Freddie has released a book that's very about Freddie or something like that. <laughs> it's all just about, it's like we, the merry it's, faces it's of Fred or tell. some shit. And, you know, they're going back and forth and then they see Daphne. And, and she's got a ton of bags because she's real materialistic. Of course she is, dude. And she's like, I'm not talking to you. And then she turns around and then talks to him immediately. What are you guys doing here? Then we see, oh man, Shaggy come up with, guess who's with him? Scoob, but you can't bring a dog in, on an airplane. Right, you can't bring a dog on a coach even though the dog was invited. <laughs> that, that he was but you can't bring him on so let's dress him like an old lady this is ridiculous he's standing on two legs he's got a dress on and a fucking bonnet it's still a dog face right it's still a dog <laughs> and that's the other thing in this world i don't know if people everyone knows that this dog can talk could because not a single person throughout the entire film stops and says did that dog fucking talk well let me lay it on you because if you heard a talking dog Come into my apartment right now. Would you go and pet that no, dog? No, I'm running the fuck out of here and hoping that giant beast doesn't attack me. No, I'm going over to the dog and talking to it and petting it. No one does that in this movie. <laughs> Dude, I would be the opposite. That thing fucks, like, is it, hey, hello? <laughs> like, no way. Oh, come on, he's yeah. goofy. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the mystery gang is uh, rightly pretty pissed off because they've been tricked. Uh, into meeting up with each other. They've but, been parent-trapped. Yep, but uh, Shaggy's like, hey, come on, come on, guys. Let's join together. Let's go solve this. And they decide, well, I'm going to go solve it on my own. So they're still assholes to each other. That's a long story short. They're still assholes to each other. They get on the plane, and Shaggy sits next to uh, this beautiful woman named Mary Jane. <laughs> just in case you didn't just remember. Just in case you didn't remember that he loves pot. <laughs> No, she falls played, in love with a woman named Mary Jane. Played by the beautiful Isla Fisher. Oh, 
beautiful woman. Who uh, also eats dog food in this movie. <laughs> Immediately is introduced, starting to chow down on some Scooby Snacks. By the way, so let's break this down. What's in these Scooby Snacks that's, that forces men, women, and dogs to do anything? Well, so in the movie, they claim it's vegetarian. Yeah. Um, all vegetarian. But, I mean, I get... Something in there, dude. I, it's pot. Is it pot? It has or to is be it, pot. I don't know. I think it's something a little stronger. Something po- a little to make them more courageous. So PCP? PCP. That's PCP. Exactly okay, that's what we're going yes. with. There's PCP and Scooby Snacks. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. And it's funny, when she introduces herself, she's like, I'm Mary Jane. He's like, oh, that's like my favorite name, Scoob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So they finally get to Spooky Island. And it, this is apparently, this boggles my mind. This is apparently a... Teenage, like, spring break amusement park yeah, like a, island attraction? A college getaway for spring break, It's like I Universal guess. Studios, but spooky for, for college kids? Yeah, there's, like, an open bar. sustain an economy? Like, that's a fucking island. He bought an island. I don't know, dude. You charge people to fuck in the hotel rooms? Because that's all they're doing there. Absolutely. Let's pretend they're not doing anything else. So we're introduced to the proprietor, the owner of this one spooky island. Again, Emil Mondavarius, played by... The incomparable Rowan Atkinson. It's a real shame to watch him in this movie. It really is. He's such a respectable It's like man. watching a dog get neutered and then forced. They, the dog gets its what the remains shown to them in their face. Ugh. For those of you who don't know who he is, he's most famous for Mr. Bean. Or Rat Race, dude. No, not Everyone most, not remembers most him fa- from Rat Race. No, 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 no. Or no. Johnny English, dude. Yes, he is Johnny English. <laughs> you know what? Maybe Rowan Atkinson's not that Okay, Mr. Bean. Love actually. I said, stop it, dude. <laughs> I said most famously Mr. Bean, and that's what we're going with. <laughs> so, yeah, and again, he's a, a kind of a wacky guy here, but he seems pretty genuine, a, a yeah. nice guy, just kind of aloof and kind of stupid. I wouldn't guess that he's a bad guy. No, not at all. Absolutely not. Huh. Huh. Let's watch. Let's watch. <laughs> so Let's keep an eye on him, but I, I, I he's don't a think good guy. I have I think to he's worry. Yeah. So he explains kind of this mystery that they have to solve. Apparently, there's something wrong with uh, those when they leave the island, they come all horny, hot, and heavy and wanting to bone. And then when they leave, they're all tranquil and docile and just kind of stone-faced. And then there's this one guy who asks, he's like, hey, Karen, like, how was it? Where, where have you been? And she pretty much says, like, don't. What? She says something weird. And she, are you shit. tricking on me? Yeah. And the, and the idea here is that they're acting weird, but they're also, like, misusing. Vernacular of, like, yeah. the current. Yeah, that's this whole thing with how. The writers of this movie think kids talk. <laughs> yeah. Which, and, and it's tough to tell whether or not they're joking or not. They're like, are you, do you really think we talk like this? Or <laughs> it's all, are you, you making what fun up, of man? the fact yeah. that we may talk like this? It's I tough can't to tell. tell. I can't tell. Anyway, so, but that is the weird thing. So the, the gang decides to set out, figure out what's going on, dude. They split up. And then I'd say for the next 20 minutes, it's a whole lot of meandering nothing. Like, they really don't set anything in motion. They set up a few different characters. One's played by Miguel Nunez, who's like a guy who's doing voodoo on a chicken or something. It's, yeah. it's real stupid stuff. There's also this creepy guy who's one of the... He's like a, an Park island worker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, I don't know. The whole thing... I thought the whole thing's supposed to be a gimmick, but apparently he's a real island priest or something like that. I don't, I can't fucking understand anything that's going on in this movie, man. <laughs> Basically, what you do need to know is Daphne gets kind of, not tricked into, but she goes to the castle with Shaggy and Scooby. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know it, Velma and Fred show up too, because they all figure because out all everything good, at the same time. They're dude. all good detectives, dude. But they split up again to search for clues, as is 
But they split up differently, dude, because, yeah. you know, normally Daphne goes with Fred, but Fred wants to prove to Velma that he's changed. He's a different guy and he's willing to, you know, lead differently. So he takes Velma along with him and then Daphne goes by herself because she, again, doesn't want to be a damsel yep, in distress. She wants to be solo. And then it's back to Shag and Scoob. They're doing their own thing. Rut row, dude. <laughs> so there's this whole stupid things that get set off. Let's you want to break down the Damon Ritus? <laughs> Do I? I don't fucking know, man. So Daphne goes into this chamber, and inside is this triangle sort of uh, relic. Relic, yeah. And they don't know what it does, but she grabs it, and like Indiana Jones, like the walls start to close in on her in a cage, and she escapes, and the cut looks very painful. It does too. on that point. Like, it stunt looks woman, like she doesn't make it. Yeah, I yeah. Think, yeah. She must have got a dented hip somehow. Right, like it must have been bruised <laughs> up a little bit. But that sets off this whole chain of events where this like pen- these pendulum blades start swinging. Yes, and, well, and- because it's they're in an amusement ride, yes. and there's this worker who sees them through, like, a painting with eye holes in it. Yep. And he turns on the ride, and that's when there's, you know, uh, Velma and Fred are stuck in this pendulum axe chamber. <laughs> Scooby and Shaggy are stuck at a killer buffet. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, like the, the food comes alive are, like, coming and, and strangling them. And again, this is supposed to be for a ride they say that's not finished yet or that they've been having yeah. technical difficulties at. Yeah. Is this what the ride's supposed to do to the the... Like, park goer? I don't know. So, for, like, if it's supposed to be a ride, why would any of it be dangerous at all? Like, at one point, like, Velma is, like, getting, or not Velma, god damn it, Daphne is getting, like, run over by by a roller coaster and, like, into, like, a couple of blades. (laughs) Yeah. Like, these giant axes are about to kill Fred and Velma. Like, Scooby and Shaggy are getting strangled to death. By food and these weird, like, fucking By, like, puppet monster food, things that are on the side monsters, of the wall. Yeah. Man. Um, so why would any of this be real? But regardless, Freddy does this weird thing where, like, he grabs a book that stops him from getting hit, but it launches him through the control room. He accidentally hits the shutoff. With his butt. With his butt beat. Um, <laughs> and they're saved. And she stops. The roller coaster stops with Daphne fucking inches away from being impaled. Yep. And Scooby and <laughs> Scooby and Shaggy fall through the wall onto like a TV set or something. Yep. Yeah. Oh, because they find there's this brainwashing classroom in the background. And <laughs> dude, that's so. Well, so I'm confused about the brainwashing. This is strange. This has me a little baffled as well. All I know is that they've been brainwashing them with almost like a 1950s Leave It to Beaver, like. Maybe instructional was, videos maybe, teaching them how to be good and, and positive. Well, all I can think that it wasn't really misdirection. I don't want to spoil too much of it before we get there in the plot. But it's but you're led to believe that they're brainwashing the kids. Yes. And that's not the case. Not at all. Um, so it's actually just, uh, like I said, misdirection. They get that wrong. It's not brainwashing. It's actually a classroom. But for who? For who is the classroom for? Is that, are you asking me? Like, the, like you know? It's a fucking teaser. Oh, <laughs> shit, dude. For what? Like, Scooby-Doo's 2, Monsters Unleashed? No, for the plot, la- for the listeners later in the... Oh, for this this this, this movie here? This podcast? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you know, we've been doing this for 30... This is our 30th episode. I've been drinking a lot, dude. With me. <laughs> <laughs> Drink a lot watching this goddamn movie. <laughs> Let's get to the fart scene. <laughs> my favorite scene. 
that in the movie, dude. We literally have an entire scene. They stop the movie for five minutes as an excuse for Shaggy to shit his pants. <laughs> to burp and fart, dude. Him, him <laughs> and Scooby for no reason. I want to remind you, just a minute ago, they were being killed. For no reason, they stop and do a burp and fart contest. It's so dude, dumb. it doesn't get well written more well well. <laughs> dude, it does not get better written than this movie. I don't think I've seen a better movie. <laughs> Honestly, dude, like if where we are in the film right now, it's probably at an 80% for me. Let's continue and see if it gets any better or any worse. I don't know. No, again, it was at three stars until we hit this fart scene. <laughs> Dude, it's three and a half. It, it's another half star. No, but seriously, they stopped the movie for five minutes for just... There's at least 20 farts in this scene. It's so bad, dude. And it ends with... Uh, Daphne walking in and being like, we're here to solve a mystery. So then uh, I guess people at the park have wised up to the situation, realize someone's broken in. So they start like kind of, you know, they're a little nervous. They're on edge. Yeah. So they hide in some armor and we get one last fart joke with Matthew Lillard where he farts next to like a like a flame and it it, like explodes. Yeah, I actually might laugh to you. There are some parts that are funny in movies, okay? We talked about this earlier. But was it funny after a five-minute fart <laughs> contest? Yes, dude, because I was like, oh, man, there's no way they'd put another fart in here. And they fucking got me, man. It's Misdirection. True. It's true. It's a surprise. How do you, how do you have a five-minute fart scene and then dare to throw another <laughs> fart right in the next it's scene? A, it's a ballsy follow-up fart, I will give Raja you Raja Gosnell, my hat, I tip to you, sir. James Gunn, you write magnificently, sir. <laughs> So they're at the bar back in the main uh, resort, and they tell the owner, we have three suspects, the voodoo guy on the beach, the crazy warrior priest that you have employed here, and you. Ooh, ooh, me? <laughs> yeah, you. You're creepy. That's what Freddie Prince, that's how oh, Freddie oh, Prince, yes, 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 yeah, yes. and apparently this got a huge laugh. On behind, set, yeah, we were watching behind yeah. the scenes, and they were like, fucking Rowan they were is dying. killing it. They were like, oh my Meanwhile, God. Rowan walks behind where no one can see, he just places his hand up on the wall, stares deeply into the fucking painting, and, <laughs> and contemplates his life, contemplates what he's done. what he's doing, but let's remember, he did follow this up with Johnny English. And Johnny English Reborn or Reduck? There's a sequel. What? There are two There's Johnny two Englishes, Johnny dude. English? Yep. We're getting ahead Second of Second just as useless as the first. But so Velma starts trying to translate these ancient uh, writings on the Damon Ritus, which is the it's triangle a, a ritual, like a, a list of directions to, to for this ancient ritual. But what does the ritual do? So apparently whoever's reading it or whatever can control the... All I know is that they say creatures will inhabit the world for 10,000 years. They do say that. They do. And these creatures... There, have we already been introduced to it? We have been introduced Scoob- to one. Scooby Doo yes. got chased by one. We and we somehow forgot scene. about it's a this. Pointless yeah, scene. it's so stupid. Uh, but Scooby Doo was chased by one in the forest when he got tricked into going there for hamburgers. Really funny. And Mary um, Jane and Shaggy start, you know, forming a relationship. He's good with a claw machine, dude. He does. He wins her. Uh, wins her heart. Wins her heart. Wins her heart. That sounds like a jacket. It does. <laughs> also, can we just mention that Damon Ritus sounds like an STD? <laughs> it does, dude. Or something you do to the clitoris. Like, Damon Ritus sounds like you, something you pick up on spring break at Spooky Island. <laughs> dude, that is some spooky <laughs> shit right there. I am so itchy. What? I think I got Damon Ritus. Oh, dude, you got DR. <laughs> <laughs> dude, this chick at the bar totally DR'd me. Uh, dude, I'm so sorry. 
you got to make sure that the toilet seats are clean or you can catch DR. <laughs> you can catch a lot of DR, dude. Damon Ritus. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, but so Scooby-Doo thinks that he sees a monster, and Freddy's like, there's no such things as monsters, except a fucking monster bursts through and starts kidnapping everybody, dude. Yeah, and let's talk about what these monsters look like. They're basically giant cgi purple dog skeleton creature things. I don't know, because they have, like, the heads of, like, bats or something. Yeah, they're picture like, the worst CG. This is bad. Oh, this it's really terrible. bad. They're, like, 12 feet high or something like yeah, that. Yeah, really long arms and legs and just super skinny and purple, and they kind of look like dogs with really long ears. I don't yeah, know. Whatever. I don't know. They're I stupid can't looking. figure it out yet. Yeah, but they burp, apparently, and their green, misty burps knock, knock people out. out yeah. Velma had been getting drunk and a little frisky with this guy, this oh, island that's goer. True. That's yeah. right. She did get and drunk. And she also has this little flashback scene where we see what the gang used to look like in their, you know, growing yeah. up stage, which is just all of them looking the exact same. <laughs> and it's really just to get a Scrappy-Doo cameo uh, in there. Which, just... if you thought, oh, I couldn't get any more annoying. <laughs> yeah. Scrappy Doo is like super annoying. They all think he's annoying. He pees on Daphne. Yeah. Uh, they throw him out of the goddamn van. Yeah, and that's the end of Scrappy Doo. That's the it. Yeah, but it's a funny memory. Um, so everybody starts getting captured. I think uh, Daphne gets captured, or no? no it's, yes, oh Fred. And, yeah, God Fred and Velma both get fucking burped. Damn it! <laughs> Velma and Fred both get burped on and <laughs> kidnapped. <laughs> So stupid, so dude. dumb. How do we get him to knock? We can't have him just punch people, dude. Yeah, hey, burp on him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's burp what. That's him. like guy in the back of the writer room. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> exactly. Definitely one of those situations. You give that kid a promotion. Yep. Anyway, so but uh, Shaggy, Mary Jane, and Velma and Scooby are all able to escape. They call the Coast Guard and they're like, "Come pick us up. Something's going on." And they're like, okay, we'll be right there. And they hang up the phone and said, <laughs> evil laugh, dude. Coast Guard's in on it. Government conspiracy. Government conspiracy. <laughs> so they wake up the next morning and everything's cool. Yeah. There's all no the windows. Damage, all yeah, the all the windows are, are fixed. Everybody, everybody seems cool. Everybody actually looks really good. Sugar Ray's happy. playing, dude. Mark McGrath, bro. Mark McGrath <laughs> is singing summertime songs, summertime jams. Yeah. And so they split up to see, like, what's going on. But wait a second, dude. Like, Sugar Ray, his eyes. <laughs> dude, his eyes turn green. His eyes turn green, dude. A sultry shade of green. And and they find Freddy, too. Holy shit. Oh, God. It's Freddy Prince Jr. He's now got the Fred comb over. His hair's a little shorter and whatnot. And he's wearing a white wife beater with a puka shell necklace. <laughs> dude, and he's like, what up, bro? aviator glasses. Oh, what up, bro? God. Yeah, having great tunes in the tizat. Like, yeah. it's... So overtly so racist stupid. dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Um, they that fucking re- puka shell necklace. I yeah, can't it's get bad. Over, man. But, uh, <laughs> but they slowly realize nothing's going, you know, nothing seems right here. Wait a second, dude. These are fucking monsters because they all breathe that green gas. Yep, and their eyes turn green and they can jump around like fucking frog yep. people, dude. So they run away. Velma. Oh, they, they don't run away, dude. They roll away on their four wheelers. There's a chase, dude. We there get is a great scene. chase scene um, <laughs> in which they lose them, but Mary Jane gets hit by a <laughs> tree. <laughs> The worst and, CGI effect yeah, you've so ever seen. Yeah, so stupid. Like, her face is all messed up, and you realize, oh, my God, Mary Jane is a monster. Scooby is the only one who sees this yep. uh, as Daphne has been kidnapped and Shaggy is driving the ATV with Mary Jane behind him. So Scooby's the only one that sees this, and this leads to the Scooby-Doo uh, 
the heart-wrenching the, conflict yes, among the two shaggy, best friends. Yes, the shaggy Scooby-Doo fight scene of 2002. Um, this is the scene you remember. This is the scene I remember walking <laughs> out of the theater going, that changed me. Are they ever going to get back together? They're best friends. Let's let's be serious, though. I think those are the only two characters you really care, or not even care about, but oh, I don't, want to watch. I don't you know care I mean? about either or any of the other characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. So it really is their friendship that is the anchor of the movie. There's not a lot of emotion in this movie, but if you're going to find even an inkling of it, it's all the scenes with Scooby-Doo oh, and Shaggy. We're going to come up on a fucking lump in your throat, heart-wrenching, yeah, tear-jerker moment. But anyway, while they're fighting, uh, Scooby-Doo goes down a mine shaft or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, because they're basically going back and forth like, your mom, oh my god. <laughs> Your mom eats cat poop. <laughs> it's really stupid. And this is the scene where he has to, like, fight in a vis- an invisible person. Yeah, to his credit. And they're basically fighting over Mary Jane because Shaggy's like, she's not a bad person, whatever. Yeah. And he thinks that, she- that Scoob's just jealous. Yeah. And Scooby-Doo, of course, can't articulate what he's saying because he's a fucking... Roar ripped! Yeah, he does say you're whipped. Yes. he You're ripped. <laughs> Get it, dude? <laughs> he's a fucking... Mary Jane. He's a fucking dog. Um... And Shaggy's like, I gotta go in after him. Friends don't quit. Yep, and then he fucking swan dives into the thing. It's a bad way to go. What if that thing just didn't... Ended. Like, you break ended. your face yeah, you break dead. your neck. Idiot. So, once he's now down in this dark-ass mineshaft looking area, he finds this enormous vat of, what, souls, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, people's like... <laughs> it's like the, the pit of souls in Hercules yes. with those floating, like, vapor... like. Ghost-like yeah. things, only instead of, like, an entire body, it's just a head. Yeah. And he picks up Daphne's soul or something like that, and just... Or not Daphne's. God damn it. <laughs> he pick, <laughs> He picks up Velma's soul... And releases her so she can go find her own body. Yeah. And so again, fi- this is an ethereal, like, separate protoplasm head. That's what she says. That's what she says. It's like a ghost head. It sounds like a lot of heebie-jeebie nonsense. Yeah, a lot of stupid writer yeah. dialogue. Anyway, <laughs> so she finds her own body and goes into it and kicks out a fucking monster. Dude, the monsters are using the bodies to be teenagers. That's oh, why they were using oh. that classroom. It wasn't mind control, dude. They were teaching the monsters how to be fucking teenagers. Holy shit, dude. And then, out of nowhere, the monster bursts into flames because they can't be in direct sunlight. That's why they're using the teenagers so they can stand around in the sunlight without blowing up. SPF 1 million. <laughs> SBF human body. <laughs> Shaggy lets go his other friend's souls, except, dude, uh-oh, guess what happens? Crossing wires, dude. <laughs> Fucking Fred's ethereal head goes into Daphne, and Daphne's head goes into Fred's body. Oh, my God. It's a classic switcheroonie, dude. It's basically Freaky Friday. If you didn't think this movie could get any better, they basically threw in Freaky Friday for us. Here we go, though. Honestly, as a kid... This was one of my favorite parts of the movie because they all just start talking in their other characters' voices. So at first, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar is lip syncing to Freddie Prince Jr.'s dialogue. Yeah. It's real silly stuff, man. That real got silly you, huh? stuff. Yeah, that, that back in the day, that was a fucking knee slapper. My mom had to console me. I was laughing so hard. I couldn't ca- catch my breath for Great. the next scene. Let's talk about it in the context of a movie. It makes no sense and it's a waste of time. Oh, yeah? What about the next scene, which lasts about five minutes, which is them standing in a circle and their ethereal heads bouncing in between and just going into each other? Until the problem just solves itself inexplicably? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no. Waste of time. No! <laughs> <laughs> no, 
I'll agree. It's, it's so it's stupid. A waste of but time. seriously, as a kid, I laugh my ass off at this scene. Yeah, it's it's just dumb. It, like, why do it? It and and like I said, it just solves itself. And also, here's what's also weird is when they're when it happens, no monsters come out. Well, because they've already come out. Did the one? Did it come out when it hit Fred? Yeah, it did. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, it yep. did when it hit. Fred. Yep, you're right. Yep. Oh God, writers smarter than me. I mean, this movie is so complex. So many twists and turns. Sorry, I'm getting lost. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's easy to get lost. It's in hard the, to keep up in the roller coaster ride of Scooby Doo. The labyrinth of Scooby Doo. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so they go back to basically what this ritual is going to be started. They need a clean soul, right? The purest of souls to to complete the ritual. Mm-hmm. And he says, I, I didn't say human soul. So we're led to believe it's Scooby-Doo. It's Scooby-Doo. And so this is when the gang's starting to piece together, like, who who could have possibly done this or who's behind this. And that's when they realize, like, well, who would need a pure soul? Probably the person that brought Scooby-Doo here. Dude, it's fucking Rowan Atkins. What? Double, yeah. that's a Shyamalan twist, dude. Mondavarius? Do you remember at the beginning of this movie, I said he's probably not the bad guy? You did tell me that. He's the bad guy, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> it's a fucking Shyamalan twisty twist, oh, dude. They got me. Got me. I fucking didn't as see a it kid. Oh, out. man, as a kid, my jaw was on the floor. Well, I was equally shocked as a child. <laughs> as an adult, probably could have seen it coming. <laughs> Oh, man. So he's basically asking Scooby to be a sacrifice, right? Yeah, which I don't know why he's... A sacrifice? Yeah, which I don't know why he's asking. Just make the dog. Yeah, I mean, it's a fucking dog. Kill the dog. Again, no one is either impressed or shocked by the dog talking. No. I can't get over it. No. Whatever. The dog talks. (sighs) So the gang decides they're going to free Scoob from this ritual, and they start... Making a plan, so their plan is to basically tip over the vat. They ha- they hang up this giant ass crystal skull ball or disco ball or whatever. The plan is that once the vat comes over, all of the souls go in their bodies. You know, they can fry up all the monsters once they come out, except for the monsters you know that are everywhere else. This is what I'm thinking. Mm. What if? Well, you know, we'll get into it when it ends because that's a east. That's a yeah, <laughs> that's no, a rabbit hole like we can't get into thing. right now. It's a whole nother thing. But that's their plan. Yep. But. As does every single one of their plans in the movie, it fucking goes to shit almost immediately. Because they're because all the monsters come into this cavern and Yes, this and, is what we creatures sing. Yes, thank you. Right? Something like yes, that? That's it's exact, a nice chant. Yeah, something like that. It's it's pretty I loved that when I was young. By <laughs> you the were way. dancing? Yeah, I was like, this is fucking sweet. I don't know. Something about demonic rituals really gets me. <laughs> Anyway, anyway. So Fred and Velma are captured immediately because the monsters know they're not fucking monsters. Like, it's not even brought up. They're just like, you're not monsters. And they all point at them. Yeah, well, Fred does that whole, where you can't stop because they're all doing a very choreographed chant and dance and whatnot. And Fred goes overboard. Everyone, look at me. Look at me. I'm Fred. Yeah, fucking Fred. Fucking Fred. But Shaggy is luckily dressed and disguised as one of these guys. And they're carrying Scoob basically to his death, Mm -hmm. to this, like, the center of this chamber and whatnot. And this is when we get the most emotional part of the movie, dude. Yeah. Where, you know, Shaggy apologizes. like, I haven't been a good friend. And I'm sorry. And... Listen, you can't be a sacrifice. Yeah, do you you know who my best friend in the whole wide world is? Scooby Doo. Yes, right. Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> he like corrects him. Like I know your speech impediment like really but hits. Like, hindrance at really, times, man. But sometimes it gets on my nerves. Still my friend. Man. <laughs> yeah, still my friend. But like you know, Raggy. It's Shaggy. It's Shaggy. Shaggy. 
It's you know what? Fuck this. He walks away at the end. You know what? Talking dogs are really kind of more of an issue than I thought they would be. But anyway. But no, it's the, the, the dog has fucking CGI tears in his eyes. Mm-hmm. So, this is so complicated, but here we go. So, Rowan Atkinson is, like, taking all of the souls in the vat into the Damon Rytus. Damon which, DR. Yep, he's yeah, the DR. He's DR. got mad DR. <laughs> and it's, like, Im- implanted in his chest. And he's Iron Man. Yes. And Daphne, I don't know how we got here because... <laughs> she just escaped through so some tunnel stuff. or whatever. Yeah. And she's fighting some fucking wrestler. Yeah, she's fighting this luchador who's been in the movie the whole time that we didn't mention because... Why Doesn't matter. We? Meanwhile, though, that priest is operating some sort of fucking crane-like object that's, yep. like, pulling souls out of people and, and shit. And it takes Scooby's soul. Takes it right but out of him. fucking Daphne, like a boss, kicks this luchador's ass because she's a black belt now. <laughs> yeah. Busts him through the vent. He tips over the vats, and this fucks up the DR, the Damon Rydus. <laughs> <laughs> and... They walk over and they realize that I can't, I'm just going to keep calling him Rowan Atkinson because I don't know. The Mondavarius. Guys. Mondavarius. Uh, they realize, wait a minute, he's wearing a fucking mask. It's dude. a classic Sco- Scooby-Doo episode, man. It's what a man you, in the mask. What do you know, Velm? A man in a mask. They pull it off. He's a fucking robot, dude. Hang on a second. That's weird. Then they wait look at his chest. The chest opens up. It's fucking Scrappy-Doo. Oh my god. Do you remember this scene in the movie? Or how did, when you saw it in theaters? in theaters? Yeah, because everyone stood up People and, you lost know, their yeah. fucking minds. Popcorn bags flying up in the air. One kid, I, I heard a man slap his son. Slap his son! As hard as he could. That must have happened in every theater because I heard that too. It's crazy. No, but this was a blow your mind, knock your socks off, shit in your pants twist. Yeah, this was crazy. Scrappy-Doo, of course. The fucking begrudged member of Mr. Inc. He's and we, the one that brought him that's together. That's why they showed that flashback. James mm-hmm. Gunn wastes not a scene. He's a fucking master, dude. And so, uh, psych, this is actually really fucking stupid. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. Yeah, because he turns I hated Scrappy like, Doo even as a kid. I, yeah. He was the most annoying fuckface in the game. He turns into an incredible, like, Hulk monster or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he looks like one of the dogs, actually, from Ang Lee's yeah. Hulk. That's what I was thinking. And I guess I jumped the gun here because this is, you know, he's chasing Scooby-Doo. Again, this is just a ridiculous scene that makes, you know, goes nowhere. But uh, I did get ahead of myself. This is where Daphne finally kicks the guy, the luchador oh, yes. down through the vent and yes. knocks over the, the, vat, of the vat of everything. So all of the souls go into all the students. But Scrappy-Doo's still giant. And Shaggy, because he's really good at using a fucking crane, dude, grabs his soul and says this line as if it's a punchline. But it's not at all. He's just like, hey, Scrappy, what? You're a bad puppy. And then it zooms in on his face. He's like, ah! And then that's our big and he climax. takes away the DR and all the souls fly away off into other parts of the world. Because you got to remember, a lot of these students have gone home. This place has been open for quite some time. That's what I'm thinking. This is what I wanted to bring up earlier. Mm-hmm. All of those fucking souls that are flying around the world. What if it, you know, could have gone to a place that's still dark outside. Yeah, and exactly. a fucking monster pops out. The sun can't burn them. And he just wreaks havoc and starts eating people. I'm glad you said this because when we were watching it in the movie, I was like, but what if like, and then I was like, you know, fuck it. Never mind. I just... <laughs> Because it's and like and honestly, that's my answer to you now. Yeah. Fuck it, dude. Never mind. Yeah, it's not worth even trying to think yeah. of the implications this may yeah. really have. But but so, just let's just fucking move it forward. 
everybody's so, back to normal. This is my favorite because it's so stupid. Yeah. There's a fucking chamber in the ground and then out pops the real Mondavarius. It's just Rowan Atkinson in like a fucking Rob Zombie beard yeah. covered in shit. He's <laughs> been there for two, two years. years. Holy shit. He mentions that Scrappy-Doo came in for an audition to play some like munchkin or whatever and took over the place. And somehow he's like, the next time I knew he was operating a mechanical version of me. How? How? There seems like a lot of filler. There's, there's not a that. single other robotic person I'd that we're being introduced to. I'd keep an eye on him. On the dog? No, that on created Rowan a Atkinson. fucking robot suit? No, I'd keep an eye on Rowan oh, Atkinson. Oh, the real Rowan Atkinson. Because that seems like a lot. I feel like he was like just hiding out. Oh, well, maybe it was just a vacation. I don't know. Regardless, everybody's back to normal. Scooby and Mary Jane and Shaggy, they all are together, and it's beautiful. Shaggy gets the girl, dude. Shaggy does get the girl. But guess who else gets the girl? Freddy. Fred does. Gets, he gets his he wife gets in real kiss. life, Sarah Michelle Gellar. They yep. kiss. They kiss. Definitely. And then there's a, a whole like news blitz here. All these reporters coming out, and Fred, about to take the lead as always, stops, and he hands the reins to Velma. Oh, my God. He's grown so much as a fucking person. All dude. of these people have arcs, dude. All of All them. Of them I mean, it was just beautiful. And, you know, Scrappy-Doo gets thrown away, and they're like, but what, what are your guys' thoughts on the mystery of something else in somewhere else? And, of course, Freddy goes, wherever it is and whatever it is, Mr. Reink's going to be there. The gang's fucking back together. You know, they do the hands in and cheer thing and everybody's celebrating. Fade to black. That's the end of the movie, right? No, dude. Quick epilogue. Because, you know, I was thinking this movie could use a fucking epilogue, but I don't think they'll do it. Um, <laughs> just because it's been such a labyrinth already, like you said. No, dude fucking epilogue dude shaggy and scooby finally getting their all-you-can-eat meals and uh you know scooby-doo he eats uh, a lot of hot peppers dude <laughs> i'm just gonna power through now because it's so stupid going just keep going <laughs> He powers. He eats a ton of peppers, and to put out the fire on his tongue, they squirt some ketchup on him, and you know he was like, "Yeah, that was delicious, but hot." But he does it round two, Scoob. Yeah, and so they grab more, and then they scream, and steam comes out of the hotel, and fade to black. Scooby, Scooby, where are you? You got got some some work to do now. Holy shit! That's fucking. Before we give our numbers, let's just get this out of the way. This film. Much worse than I remember. Oh my god, dude. It's so... <laughs> my nostalgia uh, was damned. <laughs> yeah. Damn your nostalgia. Your childhood was terrible. Uh, no, yeah, this one was rough. This was a rough go. Just because none of it's really funny at all. And that's no. what they're really trying for. The little parts that do remind me of the show kind of hit those childhood nostalgia beats. Mm-hmm. Matthew Lillard's really good as Shaggy. His dynamic with Scooby, and I think the character Scooby, I don't really necessarily love the way he looks because it is just really cartoony. Almost like Garfield the movie cat. Yeah, exactly. It's It's completely... They don't try and turn him into an actual dog. Yeah. Or even look like an actual dog. They try and capture the Scooby-Doo from the cartoons. Yeah. And so, like... Him as a character, I don't necessarily mind. Love the fart scene. <laughs> God damn it, dude. It's not the fact that I think other actors, though, could have brought more to the other characters. I think it's just kind of really underwritten. And, and I think that I wish this movie was just a normal, they try to solve a mystery. And yeah. it's instead, it's, I don't like this island setting. I really wish it was more of the creepier, like, tone of the show. Because yeah. none of this is really creepy at all. Except for that haunted maze no, mansion they're in part. Like, they're in, like, an island paradise. A tropical like, island. It just makes no sense for, for what, a setting. I don't know. It's not, you know, I, it almost feels like they were going for, like, a kind of Club Dread sort of feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, no, that's, that is what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. but it's like, you know, Why? Club Dread, while 
also Club Dread was funny, <laughs> but it was also like it was a slasher film. Yeah, where this is like a kid's like there's nothing creepy on this island that's gonna like really kind of push it over. You're right; it doesn't really feel like a Scooby Doo episode. But I, I agree with you. There are some parts where they nail that. They are. They, there are. Um, like like I said, any you know every Scooby Doo has a plan that just goes wrong. Uh, they're pretty faithful to that. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 nail all the nostalgia points. They split up and search for clues. Scooby Doo, where are you? Is said like three times. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, the CG's bad. The CG's so bad. Um, soundtrack's pretty sweet. Oh yeah, the soundtrack's <laughs> full of two, early two thousands. It was, it was a song bands. from Outcast. There is some Outcast movie. in yeah. here. Yeah. Really good song too, but. Yeah, man. All right. Well, it was kind of depressing. Yeah, no. <laughs> we were bummed out after this, man. We really were. It kind of sucks. You um, feel every one of them 80, 81 minutes, I'll say. Dude, so I was going to say this because we we do if you if you've picked up on the show, we've never acknowledged this outwardly, but here we go. We do our time me- measurements based on PageMaster. <laughs> Cuz PageMaster was what, 86 minutes? No, it was 76 minutes. 76 minutes, yeah, that's like right. That, yeah. So, this is only like a PageMaster and like a credit a tenth sequence. of yeah. a PageMaster. Yeah. Like it's so it's a super short movie, but why in God's name if this movie is only like 10 minutes longer than the PageMaster? Not even. It's 5 minutes longer than the PageMaster. Why does it feel so much fucking longer? I felt like I sat through a 2-hour movie. It... <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's so boring, dude. Like none of the scenes, I mean there's in the podcast we just skipped over like a healthy chunk of the movie because it didn't mean anything. Yeah, there's a lot of just wasted there's a lot of really introductory scenes. scenes. I mean, and... for God's sakes, there's a five-minute fart scene. <laughs> well, you can't cut that, man. You can't cut that. Here's <laughs> anything, what... that should have been extended. <laughs> here's, here's what I'll say. It kind of reminds me of, like, a kid. Every annoying part of a kid. So if you think about it, there's, like, a lot of parts to this where it's, like, almost so stupid that you laugh at it. <laughs> like, much like the fart scene, there are a few parts. It just seems so... While also kind of boring, at the same time, it's, like, loud and bombastic and constantly, yeah. like, look at me, look at me, like, trying to yeah, be, exactly. like, appeal to the lowest common denominator while also kind of making your kids stupid. Like, this isn't a movie I really want my kids ever seeing because it's, it's really dumb. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, like, I guess you can talk about, like, maybe loyalty, but honestly, if you want to show your kids loyalty through the relationship between a man and his dog, just go out and get a dog. <laughs> Go ahead and get dog. <laughs> Probably way cooler. Yeah, it won't leave you heartbroken like this does. Yeah. yeah. All right. And also, really quick, I just want to mention this, and then we'll get on with the ratings. Uh, they only showed the mystery machine twice in this movie. We watched a whole behind-the-scene credit or sequence where they talked about how they went through 60 designs of the mystery <laughs> machine. It's in two shots. Yeah. Two fucking shots, man. Yeah. So stupid. Anyway... <laughs> Let's move on. Let's get our ratings done. So, a what did you say? 30%, 30% on, on Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Go ahead and tell me your score. So, yeah, I think that because there are some parts that they do kind of nail, it's not the worst kids movie I've had to sit through. And it, I, I'd say for someone who is a really big fan of the show, it doesn't bastardize or, or like shit on it in any way. I don't think that they were aiming for... It it doesn't strike me as, like, the Three Stooges level of, like, when you watch a movie, like, this right. is just insulting to the material. Right. I feel like they did try. It's just kind of a miss. And I think the movie could be remade better. 
But Matthew Lillard, dude, and a few key scenes gets me this. I give it a twenty-five. Twenty-five. Give it a twenty-five. Right. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm gonna agree with you there. Matthew Lillard, easily the the best part of the movie. Um, he does a great job of Shaggy. This movie, it feels like they put a lot of love into it, and they wanted to stay close to the source material, but. It's weird because, yes, it does feel like it's got a lot, a lot of love, but in other parts, it also feels super lazy. Very like, lazy. With the, the plot is lazy and just kind of like all over the place. There are scenes in there that it was like they must have realized they were they'd only had a page master's worth of movie. And that's why we get like five minute scenes of body switching and five minute scenes of farting. <laughs> And just like ridiculous, like just ridiculous shit. You can tell they poured a lot of money and a lot of resources into this movie. And I think you kind of have to if you're going to step up and do a live action Scooby Doo film, you know, because mm-hmm. this is so beloved by so many generations. But in the end, it's just it falls so short on so many different levels. Um, between Matthew Lillard and the soundtrack, those are really the only two positives that I can really put on the sets. Well, definitely out of place for a Scooby-Doo movie or any sort of Scooby-Doo material. Um, they kind of look all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I guess I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be right there with you. I'm gonna give it a twenty-three. Twenty-three. Um, just, just to make it a little different. But yeah, like, yeah. But you know what I mean? It's just, it's not good. I wouldn't recommend this to anybody. The nostalgia does not hold up. No. Um, and it's just kind of a bummer. Freddie Prince Jr. Shouldn't be any more movies. Shouldn't be in any <laughs> well, he more hasn't movies. Been in, he hasn't he's... been in any. Um, but like that's probably for good reason. Hashtag Let's... keep Freddie out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think he's a nice. He's probably a very nice guy. Oh, I'm sure he's super nice, dude. But man, he stunk in this movie. Well, that's what's crazy is that Linda Cardellini, who I think was probably the least well known at the time of this release, has probably had the best career mm-hmm. nowadays. Like she's still in Bloodline, and yep. I see her in movies all the time. The Founder, and yep, she doesn't pop up. In a lot of major roles, I would yeah, say, yeah. but she does pop up a lot. Uh, Daddy's Home, she's in that with those movies. Yep, yep. I, I don't think I've seen Matthew Lillard in like very many things. It's I been think a while. Yeah, the it's been a long time. I think was one of the last things. Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. doesn't make it. Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar yeah. kind of falling off the map. Scooby Doo, I mean, he's still rocking it, but like whatever. God damn it, dude. <laughs> so I, I mean, that's it. That's. That's Scooby Doo. Quick question though. Yeah. Which would you rather watch? This movie, Garfield the movie, or Kangaroo Jack? Oh, I'd, I'd take Scooby Doo. Take this one? Yeah, I think I'd take Scooby Doo. I think out of all three of those, I'd probably take Scooby Doo too. Yeah. I, guess. I mean, do you want to watch Scooby Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed? I, is that not what we were doing? That's next week. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not next week. Next week. Uh, <laughs> Next week, we are actually kind of getting back on the adult film Ooh. track and a movie that, ah, God, you and both Spencer Roberts, my roommate, have the, been begging me to watch. Yeah, the gentleman who you hear his sultry tunes at the beginning of You're this. You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damned. So get ready, folks, for, for if you've ever wanted to listen to a whole episode with that gentleman, he's going to guest star next week. We've, got, we've con- convinced him to do this. 1999's Deep Blue Sea. My God, I just can't wait to hate this movie. I have seen this movie more than any other movie in my life. Hands down. What? No joke. I watched this movie, I think for a summer, maybe every week. Every, like, it was, I've, I've seen this movie. When was the last time you saw this movie? Last year. Oh, my God. As in 2017, yeah. I've never We're seen We're only it. into 2018. Dude, I'm already into 2018, and I'll see it again. I've seen, I've seen this movie at least once a year. Every year of my life since it's released. <laughs> All right, so you already know what it's going to be like. This is really just going to be wait, me, like, 
me being surprised at how bad a movie is. Because <laughs> yeah. I know it's not going to be Yo, good. So this one's going to go back to probably more of our reindeer games tendencies. However, the, the following week, you kind of selected that movie. We'll yeah. get into that next week. But uh, we got a good couple of episodes coming up. We yeah. got a good couple episodes coming up. Uh, we just want to thank everyone, as we always do, for listening to Nostalgia Be Damned. You can catch us on iTunes. You can also catch us at nbd.podbean.com. That is our original podcasting hosted site uh write a review tell your friends do all that stuff it really helps us out please write a review i don't think i can stress that enough please Please write a review please please also shoot us a like on uh, facebook Mm -hmm. interact with us there send us an email at nostalgiabedamnedpod at gmail.com a request for a movie for us to watch or just a movie you like recently and you just want to chat with us about movies we just want to interact with you we're open to talking about the episodes too, or anything or anything what's going on in your life yeah you know, how's your how's your mom? How's your love life? How's your mother? How's your father? All right, so uh, let's get this copy out of the way really quick because we've got to get out of here. Thank you. Um, so we've been doing a lot of plugs lately. I think they're doing this on purpose for us um, that have to do with the movies. This one's no different. Uh, Brandon, I doubt you're ever in a situation where a ghost is scaring you off your property or anything like that and it turns out to be a masked man. But we still have a lot of mysteries, uh, you know, is my wife cheating on me? Sure. Is, you know, you know, is that man committing insurance fraud? All that kind of stuff. Uh, that's why we have private detectives. They can get a little bit expensive, though, up until now. This is by far the cheapest private detective agency on the market. Okay. It's called the Juvenile Detective Agency. It is uh, ran exclusively by children. By children. Now, how old are we talking about? Just young millennials? Five years old. Five years old. Five years old. They have basic uh, walking and talking skills. Uh, they do require a couple fees. You know, they got to have the moms drive them around. And um, But there's good news. You know, they're all professional, discreet. Uh, they all have a license to carry, so they're very safe. Um, and they, they're they the best. They, they find out what they need to find out. They get it done discreetly, professionally. And, uh, you know, they're home before bedtime. I imagine there's probably disadvantages to that as well, though, them being that young. Well, you know, that's for them to work out. All you need to know is you're going to get the material. and keeping. Well, well, again, there's a lot of things that are up to you, but that's kind of what makes them so cheap. You do do a lot of the work. Don't get me wrong. A lot of the work. And some of the photos they take are absolutely out of focus. But, but they're cute. So I imagine they could probably, you know, start a conversation pretty easily. Yeah. Probably get to the bottom of things rather quickly. That's what I would think so, yeah. Sounds kind of goofy, man. Yeah. Do they have a talking dog of some sorts or is it something stupid like that? All right, Brandon, this isn't fucking Scooby-Doo. This is a real thing. These are the people that make us our fucking money. I need you to not make a joke for two seconds, okay? This is a real thing. I'll take it seriously. I'm sorry. Thank you. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I yelled at you. That's going to do it for Nostalgia Be Damned, everybody. Have a good night, everybody. Oh, don't be like that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Tune in next week for Deep Blue Sea. Oh, I can't wait. I, I can. <laughs> Bye. Ruh, ruh, Shaggy. Yeah.
playing drums. I catch a pattern and spit rings around it like Saturn. It's a galactic trice, I mack them like Max Julian. This one for Scooby Pastor. I'ma do me one, do we run? Only you clean over. I pick up the mic and rock it while I'm sober for the rated G exposure. If you listen to what I'm trying to told you, we fathers with Caesar.